You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We will take it right until noon. That's when Anita Marks takes over. The Yankees, is it fair to say the Yankees look to keep any hopes of postseason chances alive today? Like, even the most ardent of Yankee fans would have to admit that a loss today and this thing is over, right? That there is absolutely no chance. If they beat your best pitcher and take a 3 nothing lead, good night. Right? Good night. So what do we have today? 10.30, as we always do, Stump Rothenberg. 11.15, we put on the frenzy. And we'll have a lot of NFL conversations, specifically Giants and Jets, of course. And then... A lot of Yankees is too, and that and that'll be that'll be the day, right? So let let's start with the Yankees, and then we'll morph into a little uh, little NFL as we move forward this morning. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. You know, it's so funny because I talked to so many people, so many Max Kellerman, Alan Hahn, um, just just people. Someone, oh Ty Butler, he's the one that really is is the biggest culprit. But so many we want. We want the Astros. We we don't want Seattle. We want Houston. I said, why why do you want why would you want Houston? Because we want to exercise the demons. We want to prove once and for all their cheating led them to beating us. That's what we want. We want to beat them because they cheated us. Well, be careful what you wish for. Because if you didn't see, and you don't see, and you still don't see. See, there is still, I think, a lot of Yankee fans that look at this thing and say, there's no reason we don't win this series. The Yankees, what do you think it's like? 10% they now win the series? They trail two games to none. They, They don't hit. They, I mean, have you? I, I've almost never seen anything like it. And I know the Yankees, this has been their Achilles heel. But to this extent, to striking out. 30 times in two games to the point that they've they've scratched across two two earned runs in two games feels like it feels like they don't know what direction they want to go in right that's what it feels like to me who do who do you want to play at shortstop I mean you don't know who's going to be the shortstop tonight it'll be Connor Falefa it'll be Peraza gonna be Cabrera I I figure it's going to be uh Peraza but I don't know. It feels to me like this thing is slipping away. And the thing that I never understood, and I don't want to make a huge thing, and I don't want this to be the focus, because I think the Yankees are they're a very flawed team. And like Brian Cashman has said in the past, it's just it's a crapshoot. Like getting to the World Series is a crapshoot. Well, if getting to, if it's a crapshoot, if it in fact is a crapshoot of you know flip a coin, you go to the postseason every year, you'd figure if it's a crapshoot, you'd you'd get to the World Series just just by sheer numbers, right? Just solely by numbers. From 2009 to 2022, you almost couldn't help go to the World Series because it's a crapshoot. And you are one of those teams, right? You're one of those teams that's in the mix every year. And now to be staring another year where you don't go to the World Series, it's remarkable, to be honest with you. The Astros go. The Braves go, the Dodgers go, the Rays have gone, the Yankees have not. Now, I, I've heard, well, I mean, you look at the injuries. They have a lot of injuries. 
I mean, it's just not fair to compare because of the injuries. Yeah, you know what? It, well, welcome to the world that we live in. It's it's part of it's part of sport. Injuries happen. It stinks. It's unfortunate. It happens. All right. If the Yankees were fully whole, would I give them a better chance? Of course. Of course you'd give them a better chance. But they're not. Right? I mean, they're not. So it, it sucks. I understand that you're frustrated that Michael King is not there and that, you know, God knows what's happened with the Raldis Chapman and, and that DJ LeMahieu can't play and that Ben Attendee can't play. But I'm sorry. That, I mean, you know what? Starling Marte might have been the most important Mets piece offensively. He, he got hurt. The season fell apart. It happens. It stinks. I get it. I'm not denying it. But let's not use this as an excuse. All right, we're not in the excuse business. We're in the results business. And the Yankees right now are not providing you results. You know, it, you, 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 and I really think, and, and I think this is fair to say, a lot, and I mean a lot of what ails this team, got masked down the stretch because we were so excited so excited about Aaron Judge. Is he going to get to 62? Is he going to get to 65? Is he going to even break the record? The, the record's on the table. Like, is it going to happen? It was so excited. So excited. And I think a lot of the, the things that ail this team were lost solely because we focused all of our emotion and energy on... Aaron Judge. Yankees were very flawed. Yankees got off to, you know what the amazing thing is, at least to me, and I think you'd agree, is that we started the season, and the Yankees are like, what, 58 and 20, like just insane record-wise. And and I'm not even blaming the people that did it. Well, maybe a little bit. But that there were conversations of, is this the greatest team ever? Remember that? Is this the greatest team ever to step on to a baseball field? Is this the 27 Yankees? Is this the 98 Yankees? Is this the 76 Reds? Is this the 86 Mets? Is this one of the great teams we've ever seen? Like, that that was actually something that was discussed a lot on a lot of different stations, on national platforms, on local platforms, and it was like, really? Really? Is is this the greatest team ever? No. And I don't think they ever were. And I get it that they're they're banged up. But you know what? Uh, And I'm not comparing, but teams are continuously banged up. It's part of the sport. Now, do the Yankees have a lot of injuries? A lot of injuries. But why do I – I mean, I came out here and said to you when it, when it was the Mets and they lost to Atlanta, and I said to Rick, and it was awful to say, and I still don't feel good that I said it, but I meant it and I mean it and I'll say it again. And that was – and I don't like this. Atlanta is just better than the Mets. There, I said it again, and I still don't like it. It makes me feel queasy, but it's true. Atlanta is better than the Mets. And you can have the excuses of, you know, the Mets starting pitching, let them down in the biggest spot, or their hitting wasn't good, or Marte, whatever. Fine. Atlanta's just better than the Mets. That doesn't mean they were five years ago, although they were. Doesn't mean they will be five years from now. But at at this moment of this season, Atlanta is just better than the Mets. And for some reason, 
the Yankees and their fans can't admit that Houston is just better than the Yankees. Because what I heard the other night was, I mean, they left the roof open. How could you leave the roof open? That roof is closed. That ball goes out. They can do whatever they choose to do. It's not like they had the roof open in the in the top of the inning and then closed it in the bottom of the inning. The roof was open for the game. And now I have to, well, even so, the exit velo, I don't care if the ball went faster than an asteroid into right field. It didn't go over the fence. And they were not cheating. And I heard a lot of that too. Well, that's what they do. That's what Houston does. They figure out a way. Well, you know what? Then you get home field. Or you close your roof at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that's right. You didn't build a, a dome at Yankee Stadium. You didn't build a roof, a retractable roof. I don't understand how we have gotten into the situation where the Yankees fans are now the we're being wronged. First, they cheated us. Now we're injured. Now the roof. Why don't you sit here and just admit what I said about the Mets with your version of Atlanta? And that is, and you can say it, Houston is just better. And that's it. That's it. You know, you had Justin Verlander. I don't want to say on the ropes, but he was not great. And he had a huge spot. And you had second and third. And you had one out. And Josh Donaldson and all his attitude come stepping up to the plate. And he meekly strikes out. Meekly. And then you leave in Clark Schmidt for a second inning. for some, And I don't know why. And the Yankees played that game one as if this was a, uh, the first game of the regular season. You know, it, it feels to me like the Yankees never wanted to go after Houston this regular season. Like, we're not, we're not going to give everything we have because, you know what, we don't need to. It's unnecessary. We'll see them again. Right? We have those two games right out of the All-Star break. And, uh, you know, we're not going to go crazy in those games. We'd like to win. Yeah, sure, we'd like to. Home field doesn't ultimately matter that much. It doesn't. You know, even though the Yankees beat Cleveland, you could almost argue that they're in the process of losing this series against Houston because they were forced to five games by Cleveland. I mean, you have to start Tyone in game one and Severino in game two as opposed to your two best starters. And I like Severino, but as opposed to Cole and Cortez. If you had the ability to start Cole game one and Cortez game two and then bring them back later in the series, you like your chances a lot better. So the Yankees blew this multiple times. And again, could they come back and win this? Uh, yeah, I, I, they could. I don't expect that they're going to beat Houston four out of five. But I tell you what, don't go out meekly. Don't, don't tonight go out and lose this game at home with Garrett Cole. Don't get swept by this team, please. And I'm sure the Yankees fan looks at it and says, listen, all that's happened is they held serve. That's what they did. They held serve. Now we have to hold serve. And, and it's fair. It, it's accurate. It's true. Go out there and sweep them over the next three games. Is anything less than that is not acceptable because you're not going to go down to Houston and win twice. So what I suggest is you win these next three, go up 3-2, then go down to Houston and figure out a way to win one of two. But you better start tonight. And I don't want to hear, you know, if he's not good tonight, well, Garrett Cole was so good again, so good against Cleveland. Go out there tonight and give me seven innings of one-run ball. Go out there tonight 
and dominate your former team. Go out there tonight and make it glaring that you are the ace pitcher that people have argued that you've been. Yankees won the World Series in 2009. In 2010, they lost to the Rangers. In 2011, they lost to the, uh, to the Tigers. In 2012, they got swept by the Tigers. In 2015, they lost to the Astros. In 2016, nothing. 17, lost to the Astros. 18, lost to the Red Sox. 19, lost to the Astros. 20, lost to the Rays. 21, lost to the Red Sox. That's, you, you think that's solely everyone has the same chance? Then why is it that Boston, that Tampa, that Houston continues to have better postseasons than you? That's not a small sample size at this point. Something is not right. It's not a crapshoot. If you're in it every year, and they are outside of one, if you're in it every year, just by the law of averages, you should be going to the postseason. Maybe we sit here and we say, and we're honest with ourselves, the Yankees are just not as good as Houston. So you hear my open, and, and you, I guess you go a, a couple of different ways, and I'd like to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. And that is, am I an idiot? Do I just not know what I'm talking about? Which I don't think is accurate, but I guess you could take it that direction. Am I 100% accurate and Houston is just better and will walk their way to a series win over the Yankees? Or are you of the mindset, slow your roll, Rothenberg. This series is hardly over and we're on our way back for a miraculous, miraculous six or seven game series win. 1-800-919-3776. And you know what's beautiful about this? They start in sunlight today. They'll, they'll play this game before it's frigid. This game starts at 5 o'clock at Yankee Stadium. And then tomorrow is 7 o'clock. And then, if necessary, Monday, 4 o'clock at Yankee Stadium. So 1-800-919-3776. A lot for us to do as we roll along on a Saturday on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. For the New York Islanders, 50th season this year. To help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the October 26th rivalry matchup against the New York Rangers. Well, this is a good game at UBS Arena to enter Download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, submit your entry, and it's all brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join us on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. So it's so simple. All you have to do to enter, download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, submit your entry. That's it. Islanders Rangers on, that's what, Wednesday night. Wednesday night at UBS. So there you go. 1-800-919-3776. Was I unfair? Because I, I just I just feel so... If I was a Yankees fan, it's the same, same song and dance again. Same song and dance. They, they First of all, and I think it's fair to say, this team was not put together well. Now, do you, do you miss King? Of course. Do you miss Chad Green? Of course. Uh, do you miss Marinaccio? Absolutely. What I don't understand is 
Why, why am I told, like, Marinaccio, he's, he's going to be available, he's going to be there, and then he doesn't play? Right? Then he's not even on the roster. Like, uh, DJ LeMayhew, no, no worries, he's going uh, to be there, and then he's not there. Like, I, I, it feels like I'm being given misinformation. Like, they're telling me, I'm hearing that LeMayhew is on the verge of being, being back, and then no. Marinaccio should be back, and then no. And boy, oh boy. And you know what? I even know that they could use Chapman, but they could. I don't know that they would use Chapman, but they could use at least the, the possibility of having Eraldis Chapman on this. Obviously, that ship has completely sailed. But they, they weren't put together well. And now again, you're taking on a team. See, I, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this. To me, and again, it's a postseason win, and you, you don't discount it. So it, it counts. But beating beating the Guardians, that 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 to me doesn't move the needle. You know, you're the Yankees. Your payroll is a trillion dollars. You're taking a team that's I I don't know very like maybe not average, but maybe just a little bit above average. Struggling to beat the Guardians in a five game set to me does not move the needle. Beating the Astros to me moves the needle. Go out there and win this series. Otherwise, it's another failed year for. The Yankees. Let's go to uh, let's go to Brandon in Staten Island. Good morning, Brandon. You're on 9870 ESPN. Yeah, Dave. I just want to tell you first that you're the number one sports personality on all of radio, and I only listen to the best. So, wow. Well, th- thank you for that. I'll take it. But, but listen, 100, you're 100 percent right. When Boone came out and started talking about the roof being open, I felt like slapping him. He should have been fired right there on the spot. And I'm like, if I needed a slow-pitch softball team to be made up, I could Cashman because that's what the uh, slow-pitch softball team. The, the guys fan already knew that Houston was so much better, which is why we were going crazy down the stretch because we needed home field advantage. The last thing you wanted to do was give Houston home field advantage and give them an extra one up on us. They were already better than us. They didn't need home field advantage to so make think, it even so worse. Think about this, Brandon. Think about this. And thanks for the call. Thank, really, thank you for the kind words, okay? Think about this. I think it's fair to say they're better. They have home field, and their pitching is set up exactly, exactly how they want it to be set up. How are you supposed to win this series if it's the Yankees? Right? And, and I know, and I've heard, and I listen to the K show and all sorts of shows of, you know, they're right there with them. They're right. You know what? Th- that does not matter. It doesn't matter that you lost game one just by two runs or you lost game two just by one run. You know, I can sit here and tell you if they don't make those errors, then guess what? They shut you out in game two, but it happened. It, no, nothing matters. The only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is results. The, that's the only thing that matters. That's it. This is not, a, a, this is not the Houston Texans where they're not very talented, and if they really compete until the final minutes of a game, boy, you know what? That's a moral victory. Not for the Yankees, it's not. When your name is the Yankees, you lose all that side garbage. It's either win and celebrate or lose and you failed. That's it. Those are the only two things there are for this team. I'd, I'd be red hot if I was a Yankees fan. Because it's the sa- every year is the same thing. And maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe I'm having this reaction before I should, right? 
Maybe you should wait till next week and then and then be angry about it. But I just tell me you don't feel this on the way. Well, may, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe Cole goes out there and shoves and throws seven innings of one run ball, and just dominates. Maybe he does. Maybe Nestor Cortez tomorrow night goes out there and just is, is lights out, and it's two two. And then maybe somehow Tyone goes out there and outduels Verlander. Maybe, maybe that maybe that happens. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. AJ in the Bronx. AJ, good morning. You're on 98.7. Hey, what's going on? What's up, bud? Hey, uh, do you remember I called I called this show this summer? I, I called you this summer. Okay. And you were talking about the Yankees and how amazing year they're having. And, and, and Yankee fans should be should be so happy. And I said to you, they're only six games above the Astros. Like, let's calm down. And you called me a Debbie Downer. I don't know if you remember. I, I don't remember but it, I but but how how could you call and complain when you when you led the Astros by six games? No, I was not complaining. You were just going too much. You were just doing a lot. You were doing too much. You were talking like the Yankees were like this is like the most amazing thing, and I'm like, yes, the Yankees are having an amazing season, and they're only up by six games to the Astros. And I said, let's hold our horses. We know how this is going to go. And you said, oh, we always have Debbie Downers. We always have negativity calling the show. And I was like, okay, okay. And I and I, I respectfully hung up, and then I waited. And now, look, and now you, you, what you've waited, you're, you're like a villain. And you waited, yes. and you held it, and you waited, and now today you, you erupt with this, this uh, yes. reminiscence, and I, don't you? I said, I'm going to call you yep. today. And then I couldn't wait. When you said call, I said, yes, I'm going to call because you were going on. And you're not even a Yankees fan like that, right? No. You told me that. Yeah, you told me in the conversation. You said, I'm not even a Yankees fan. I'm just saying it. And I said to you, yes, as amazing of a year as they're having, they're only up by six games for the Astros. That shows how good the Astros are. <laughs> and you were said I was negativity and all that. I just want to boast a little bit. you know. Well, I, I think but you can. I, I still stand by the fact that, and thanks for the call, that I think that your original call was kind of silly. Like, how, how can you call with a six-game lead and, and, and say, I, I don't know about this thing. I don't feel very good about it. Like, to me, it, it I don't know. It seems kind of silly. But whatever. I mean, it looks like in the end you're going to be right. They, they had their opportunities. Right? They didn't. They did, clearly didn't even fight for home field. That, was, that seemed like it was unimportant to them. And now we sit here, here. So it is what it is. You're down to nothing, and may, maybe they fight their way back in. Listen, they haven't lost, and here that's the great thing. They haven't lost a home game, right? And that's the old adage. But the problem is, if if even if if Houston plays that and says we we haven't lost a home game, they win the series four three. You you have to win all three and find a way to win one of two in Houston. And the problem you can't hit. Like we could sit here till we're blue in the face and say the Yankees don't have this guy or that guy or whoever. They, they don't hit. And until they start to either manufacture runs or just really sting the baseball, they've struck out 30 times in two games. I mean, that is as unacceptable as unacceptable gets. They make the most unproductive outs. It's time to step up. And what do you have today? Christian Javier on the mound? It's not Verlander. It's not Valdez. I guess they were going to start uh, McCullers, and they went with Christian Javier. So find a way to put up. Uh, when was the last time? I'm sure somebody can, can just tweet it to me or call me and tell me. The Yankees won a postseason game in a laugher. 
and and I don't even include game five. I mean, I, I know game five was over against Cleveland early, but I'm talking about like just, you know, exploded off offensively. You're the point like, wow, an eight an eight run outburst. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of run. Like it never happens. It never happens. You beat up on the, the you know, the sisters of the poor all regular season and then you face the big boys and then this. How about how about go out there tonight? Don't tax your bullpen. Put up a, a crooked number. Have like a 6-1 win where you put up four in the second inning and waltz your way home. Where is that? 1-800-919-3776. More Yankees. More of that next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. As we uh, push it towards the end of October and R.J. Santillo's favorite holiday, which is next Monday, the great day of Halloween. Now, coming up uh, in November, right before Thanksgiving, November the 18th, it's the Michael K. Show celebrating 20 years right here on ESPN New York with a live broadcast and after party at the Palladium in Times Square. Now, leading up to the event, listen to my show in the mornings, DPH on Rothenberg, and the Michael K. Show in the afternoons for your chance to win $1,000 per show. For details on how you can win or to purchase tickets to the event, go to kshow20.com. And this is not some fraudulent thing. Every morning on my show, we give away $1,000. Every afternoon on the K. Show, they give away $1,000. That's a lot of money. That's a, I mean, that's a good sum of money. And no, Joe Leo, you are not eligible to win the $1,000. That's all Joe Leo wants. Can I win the $1,000? Why? How do I get involved? You can't because you work at ESPN. Shame on you, Joe Leo, for even attempting to think you can win that $1,000. You'd better than that. 1-800-919-3776. All right, Yankees fans. So how are you feeling? Is there? I wonder if there's any Yankees fan who's like, you know what? I feel okay. I, I actually feel I feel like we, we were competitive. We lost two games in Houston, and now we come home. We got the pitching we want, and we're going to find our way to win this series. Spike in St. Pete. Good morning, Spike. You're on 98.7. Good morning. Uh, I'm not eligible to get the 1000 bucks either, but that's Why? too bad. Why can't you win $1,000? All right. You know, I'll put my name in, and if I win, I'll, uh, I'll split it with you. Listen, here's the thing with the Yankees. It is, this isn't 96, if I remember correctly, Dave. You have a great memory. Mine's waning. <clears throat> they lost the first two at home to the Braves, yeah. and then George went in and then gave Red Joe the riot act, and then I believe they won the next four. That's 100% correct, 96 in the World Series. But, but here's the thing. That, that team was, and I don't even think we knew it at the time, that team was loaded. This team well has so balanced. many holes right now. Yeah, you know what bothers me? Uh, you know, what really bothers me is the, they strike out more than half the time. And there's this thing going on about, well, you know, it's better to strike out than it is to, uh, you can always hit into a double play. They can't hit into a double play because they don't get anyone on. And they don't score. They really don't score. Now, Houston, to me, this, and I love your opinion. Have a great weekend. I don't think the bottom of Houston's batting order is as strong as it used to be. And they better shut up with Altuve. Stop that chant. You've got a sleeping 
champion there. Let him. Don't start that F. Altuve chant. Don't wake him well, up. Go, I'll tell you what, Spike. You, you, can, you can call for it all you want. Thanks for the call. They're, they're going to. They, 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 uh, and all their anger and all their vitriol and all their whatever is going to be directly pointed towards him. They look at him as the face of that whole cheating scandal. And when he wouldn't take his shirt off, that, that they look at him as why? Right? They're, they're, they're furious about it still. So everything's going to be directed towards him. And you say the bottom of their lineup is not, not nearly a, as good. Well, you know what? It, it won them game one. You got a home run from Guriel. You got a home run from McCormick. You got a huge hit from Maldonado. So I, I tend to agree with you that it's not elite, but it's good enough. It's, I'll tell you what, it's better than. It's better than the, the bottom of the Yankees lineup right now. I mean, Yan- Yankees lineup, I mean, Higashioka, and I like him as a, as a backup catcher, right? Really spot start guy. When Severino gets the start, he gets the start. But he, he was as lost as I've seen a guy in a long time. And this desperation to get Carpenter into the lineup, I mean, it, it, he's obviously still not right. He hasn't taken an at-bat in, in how long? Six weeks? All right, so you haven't, you haven't taken an at-bat in six weeks. Go, go play in the biggest games that we have. Have at it. In the biggest games that we will have this season, we have high expectations for you, and you haven't taken a at-bat in a game in six weeks. Let us know how that turns out. Ryan and Charlotte. Ryan, good morning. You're next up on 98.7. Hey, good morning. Uh, Just wanted to talk about watching the pregame show on CBS, Um, and I'm surprised nobody's bringing up the fact that they specifically talked about why the roof is going to be open. Um, it's a publicly funded ballpark that has regulations as to when um, the roof is going to be open. So depending on weather, um, that would be the reason why. So what uh, if it falls in, into like day. a certain a certain area of temperature? They have to have the the roof open. Is that the deal? Temperature, humidity, obviously rain or not rain. If it's raining, obviously it's going to be closed. But it was perfect weather, um, no humidity, just a little bit of wind that ended up picking up later in the day. But according to the free game broadcast, and uh, I made a mental note of it because I, you know, it, it, it struck me as weird as to why they would bring that up. But I haven't heard anybody on radio talking I heard, about I heard this as well. And you know what? Uh, let's give credit where credit is due. I heard Kay, and thanks for the call, uh, Ryan. I heard Kay discussing this on his show the other day. Oh, because it's public, publicly funded um, to get use out of, you know, having a retractable roof that they have to have it open in certain parameters. But, I mean, it's such a bad excuse. Well, I mean, uh, if that thing was closed, it goes out. It wasn't closed. And it's not like th- it was a disadvantage for you and an advantage for them. It was the same thing for everybody. And then I have to hear, I mean, it's one thing when a guy hits a home run that goes 512 feet. The exit velo on that 488-foot home run was 116. Unbelievable. Like Kyle Schwarber the other night hit a 488-foot home run, and I think the exit velo was like, it was, it was insane. It's like 118 miles an hour, so, like something crazy. Oh, fine. You want to give me the exit velo on that? Fine. I don't need the exit velo of, it was 106 off the bat. And was caught only because the roof was open. I nobody cares. Nobody hit it over the wall or shut up. Milan in Connecticut. Milan, you're on ninety-eight seven. Morning, long-time listener. You guys are great. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with just about everything you guys have to say. And I don't care about the roof. Why? Baseball's a little bit about luck. And you can't get lucky when you don't put the ball in play. They strike out an unbelievable amount of times. And I feel like I don't feel good as a Yankee fan right now. That's what I got to say. It's, it's unbelievable. And for Boone to use that as an excuse to not win is crazy. I do feel good about the pitching, at least the starting pitching, but we got to put the ball in play. Well, you're not, you're not going to win these games. And, again, you have a tremendous advantage, and you're, you're the favorites to win this game tonight. Go out there and win this game. I don't care how you get it done, win this game today. You know what I want if I'm a Yankees fan? Make tomorrow matter. That's it. Make tomorrow matter. And if you lose tonight and you're down 3 nothing, tomorrow really, really, truly doesn't matter because it, it, it's just a matter of time at that point, right? Now you're, now you're in hospice. If you lose tonight, now you're in hospice, and it's only a matter of is it Sunday that the body passes? Is it Monday that we move on? Is it Tuesday? Like, at some point, you're not going to win this series. So win tonight and keep hope alive. Let's go to uh, Jay in Elizabeth. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, bud. What's uh, going on, pal? First-time caller. First-time caller, huge Yankee fan. Um, I just feel like the Yankees, they don't. They all have the same approach. Uh, Rizzo, with the exception of Rizzo, he shortens up. You know, he doesn't have such a long swing. And it's, it's killing us. We're not getting big hits and big moments. And... I fear that, you know, the Astros aren't really hitting right now. Imagine when they do wake up and really start hitting, right? Yeah, imagine when, I mean, Alvarez and Altuve, Altuve's done no, literally has done nothing. And thanks for the call, Jay. Altuve is 0 for, yep. what, 24 now, 0 for 23 in the postseason. He stung that ball the other day, and the Yankees turned a phenomenal double play. But anybody that has this tact, and I haven't really heard this, but Rick said he heard this, and this would infuriate me, of it's better to strike out because if you if you hit the ball and there's a guy on base, you can hit into a double play. M- might be one of the dumbest tacks I've ever heard, ever, like ever. It is never. It is always better to put the ball in play, always. Now, are there times where it just it it bites you because you know it happens that there's two guys on you hit into a double play? Yeah, of course. But come on. You put the ball in play, good things happen. You don't put the ball in play, bad things happen. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls on the Yankees. Game three tonight, 5 o'clock. Game four tomorrow, 7 o'clock. And if necessary, game five, Monday, 4 o'clock. 1-800-919-3776. We roll along with the Yankees, and we are going to get into the NFL. We get to the 10 o'clock hour, and Stump Rothenberg as well. It's Rothenberg with you solo on a Saturday. On 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So I'm talking to the guys during the break, and they bring up a fair point. Before we completely fall apart on ourselves here with the Yankees, you haven't lost a game at home, and your two best pitchers start tonight. And that's, that's very fair. So before you start with the this thing is over, I think it's fair to say they're in, they're in big trouble, but it's not over. Now, I will go on to say this. I think, I think Garrett Cole has built up tremendous goodwill right now, right? Like I say Garrett Cole, you're like Garrett Cole, two big starts, 
really good in his last time out, back to the wall, all of that, very true. He'll take the mound tonight, and you'll think to yourself, boy, that's, that is, that's a guy. Like, that is a stud pitcher on the mound tonight for the Yankees. It's the guy we hope we got when we made the signing from Houston. If he's not good, if he goes out there and gives you a, a crappy performance, that goes away like that. Like that. Like, you know, you need this so desperately tonight. And you, you say he's so good against Cleveland, and I'm so excited by it, and all that is true. Five innings, four runs, two home runs. You lose this game 5-2, gone. Gone. That's how fickle we are, people. Gone. You need Garrett Cole to give you an elite performance in this game. An elite performance. And if he does not, it's going to go back to yeah, big deal. You know what? He beat Cleveland. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what will happen. You need an elite performance from Garrett Cole. Anything less than elite, and he's going to be dragged through the mud. And I understand why. This is why you pay him. Now, you pay him to, to do well against Cleveland as well, and he did. So he passed that test. This is a separate test. This is a bigger test. Those, those were quizzes. This is the midterm. You got you to pass the midterm with flying colors. Let's go to uh, Phil Long Island. Phil, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how are you? Good morning. What's going on, buddy? Um, yes, but I was good. How are you? That was my exact point. Um, if we would have wasted Cole and Sanchez, I mean, Cortez against Valdez and Verlander, we would be down 0-2 going into game three in a must-win, trusting Talon or you know Severino to, to keep us alive. At least we have Garrett Cole and Nessa Cortez coming up to bring us back to two two. Sure, bring but, us back to life. But why? Why would it? Why would it have been a waste? Like why? Why, why can't you ever look at your guy and say Garrett Cole can outduel Justin Verlander? Why would it be that's just a loss? Because from watching the games, the Yankees could not hit Valdez's curveball. Any breaking ball he threw, swinging a miss, swinging a miss. He's already struck out thirty times. If if Garrett Cole. Was, was battling with, with Verlander, and we go 10, 12, 13 innings, our bullpen is shot, right? We took a shot. We came close, lost by two runs, one run. You know, we got lucky both games. But at least now we have Cole and, and Nestor Cortez coming up the next two games. We could go back 2-2. Then in a game six, game seven, if we get that far, we could bring Cole in at the fourth, fifth inning to, to keep us alive. Severino could pitch a gem in game, in, in game seven. And bring it Phil, to the you're, so, you're so optimistic, best, huh? Yeah. You are so our optimistic. Chance, our best shot, I think. Because if we would have lost Cole and Cortez and being down 0-2, I think we would, the series would be over. We would be swept. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, think, I think what you're trying to do, and I understand it, and I respect it, and thanks for the call, you're, you're trying to convince yourself. Like, the fact that we couldn't start our two best starters for game three and four is somehow a blessing. No. Not a blessing. You know what would have been a blessing? If you had a, a, a healthy, rested Garrett Cole for game one to go toe-to-toe with Justin Verlander. That would have been a blessing. Then maybe get seven innings of one-run ball and then actually go to your legitimate bullpen and not play game one of the ALCS like it was game 97 of the regular season. Oh, well, well let's, you know what? Let's throw Clark Schmidt out there for a second inning. We're 1-1, bottom six. You, you got past Justin Verlander. And you decide, let's go with, with Montas and Garrett and, uh, and, and Clark Schmidt? What sense does that make? 
You treated game one like, it, you know what, we can afford. It's not that big a game. We can afford to let that game get away because we, we still we, we need to win four games, and it's only one for them. These are precious. Each game is precious. You cannot afford to lose any of them, especially when the other team has home field. Now all the pressure's on the Yankees. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mike in Middletown. Good morning, Mike. You're on 98.7. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. So I, I wanted to talk about Carpenter. All the fans seem to be very upset that he's doing so poorly. But with the loss of Ben Attendee and the loss of DJ, and if you have Cabrera coming in and playing shortstop because IKF can't hit, we really have no other options. I mean, what are our other options to have a batter that puts the ball in play and actually produces runs for us? I'd love well, your opinion. I, th I think they're looking for, you know, Matt Carpenter to hit, hit bombs. I don't think they're looking for him to hit, put the ball in play. They, they want home runs from him. Better options? Uh, again, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you can do now, but it feels like they are really pushing on him to be the guy. Of course, Aaron Hicks is not on this postseason roster now because he got hurt. But it feels like they have rushed back. I, and I don't understand. Like, like I heard LeMahieu is on the verge of being back. So why, why is it that Carpenter gets seemingly rushed back and Marinaccio and, and LeMahieu, we're going to take our time with them? It just feels like there's something kind of sort of missing when it comes to the Yankees right now. Chase in Monroe. Good morning, Chase. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. Um, yeah, so I was calling about that exact point. You made it earlier. The problem with this team has been around since 2009, and it's been Cashman. He builds a team for the regular season and the regular season alone, and they win a lot of games for the regular season because they will get runs over 162 games, but put them in a seven-game series, and this is what happens. Listen, I, I think Cashman is good, and if you look at some of the moves he's made, they're elite, right? Wandy Peralta, phenomenal trade. Uh, Clay Holmes, phenomenal trade. But it is hard to argue with you at this point that the Yankees are a team, and thanks for the call, Chase, that are built for the regular season. It really is. It's, it's what they appear to be. And, I, and again, Brian Cashman, people, is the one that came out and said, I don't want a championship. I expect to win championships. Okay, well, when does that start? I wish he would have given us like a time frame on that. Because now you're year three of Garrett Cole. And now you don't know if you're going to keep Aaron Judge. And now you're waiting for, you know, the Parazas and the Volpes and the Cabreras of the world to come up and be the future of this organization. At what point does the championship run begin? Would be my question. 1-800-919-3776. More on the Yankees. And then we'll get into Stump Rothenberg. And then we'll do a little NFL. Elijah Moore is an interesting story. The Jets are looking great. Sounds like real chance. Russell Wilson not going to play in this game tomorrow. Which, if you're the Jets, would be, I think, very exciting. Although he's been brutal so far. And the Giants sitting here at 5 and one lot to do one hour in the books two more to go Rothenberg with you 98.7 ESPN